0: Hi, I'm Sam. About five years ago, my whole world was turned upside down. More on that later, but let's just say in what was supposed to be the happiest time in my life, I felt totally lost. You're listening to or watching my show, where we'll be talking with friends in health care, wellness, and holistic healing about real self-care. I'm not talking about pedicures and bubble baths. We're talking true acts of care to maintain our physical and mental health so we can truly live fearlessly and fulfilled. Say it with me, self-care is my job. Here we are, we are live. It's been a minute since I've been live with someone other than myself. So I'm really, really excited about this. So as usual, welcome. If anybody um, pops into the live and you wanna shoot us over a comment, say hello. We'll see them on our end. We're over on StreamYard, but we'll see them. And I, as usual, have an amazing person with me. Joining me for the self-care is my job show. This is my good friend, Latoya. And she's joining me today. Why? Because she's one of my newer besties. But nonetheless, I feel like I've known her for seven lifetimes. (laughs) And we're gonna get into it but in a nutshell our relationship is for for me a like such a beautiful like quintessential example of what like true co-regulation is supposed to look and feel like and it is interesting that like we haven't even known each other that long in you know in relative to everything else right and like how. too right so we we should talk like i i think we should talk about that for just a moment yeah yeah but anyway but before we get into all that so just like give us a little intro of yourself what you do like what do you you know who are you and what do you do with your day and what um what's life look like for you these days (laughs) uh
1: really basic mom wife yogi wine lover auntie is a basic bitch. It. No. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like family and working and and that kind of stuff you know nothing not yeah. too crazy
0: yeah yeah which is beautiful it, it's it's not a just situation like that's a lot of things you just named by the way and you yeah. know that but it's
1: probably a lot more but
0: yeah know. exactly we don't have we don't have all day we just have a little while i know that's the thing we all wear many many hats but. So let's talk about how we met. So me and Latoya know each other from the wine world. Mm -hmm. And so we were both um, previously um, wine consultants with a company called Traveling Vineyard. And I had such a good, wonderful five years doing wine tastings with Traveling Vineyard. And this is like a perfect example of like how I met some of the coolest fucking people really. And that's only a small part, I think for me of like the whole experience. Like it was so fun. It's just not really in alignment with what I, or and not even, I don't even have the capacity to do it anymore if I wanted to, but, um, but yeah. So, uh, do you remember, do you remember, I think we met like for the first time in person at, at a convention, correct? I think so. I just remember, wait, um, you were like going to wait online for some like game of thrones pop-up or some oh, shit. That was right. With- in DC. Yes. In DC. That's yeah. what it was. I was like, I couldn't remember which convention, like yeah. it was DC. Well, at least and was- I so wanted to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was being detained at the bar mm-hmm. and you're like going and I'm like, Oh, but I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted so desperately to go. But so we didn't even really have time to connect on that trip at all in any major way. And the strange thing is that we didn't connect on any in any major way until we were both kind of, um, you know, not maybe not have not having left the company completely, but like, you know, just like in a separate forum. Yeah. And then thank goodness for our mutual friend, Jen, who was like, excuse me, um, the three of us need to spend some time together. Like she was like the seer. Like yes, he was. Yeah, right but. she complete she just knew and she, she still knows lots of things um who also um Jen Gelardi who was also a guest of mine on this show in a previous episode in a Mom Bomb episode because she's like you know mom of the year over there uh-huh. like look up want to be her mom life when i when i grow up um but yeah so this is how we know each other And we just want to give like, you know, the lay of the land. Right. So what happens? And again, if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, like send it over. Like, have you ever met someone and then been like, oh, my God, like we are one. (laughs) We have the same brain. (laughs) Like, right. Like, how does that? Yeah. How does that resonate for you?
1: (laughs) We're on the same wavelength.
0: Right. You knew it, you, but like in what way, like, did this, did this click for you? Like it did for me, like, Oh, okay. Like we will get yeah, each other. Cause
1: you know, we, we kind of, we talk the same too. We're like sort of loud and we do a lot of hand talking and we, you know, on occasion speak like truck drivers and you know, it's, that's just, it, there was just a connection right away.
0: Right away. And then well, when, that's the thing. Once totally we, like down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Once we get
1: into what we're doing, once we sort of found out that we were both on that same path, that was like really it. That was where it was just like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. But that's, it makes sense, right? Because you're obviously, you're initially drawn to someone um, like when you have similarities, right? And like, you know, or, and, or when, when your personality is not so off-putting for the other person. (laughs) (laughs) when they get you, right? Like, and, and let's just, you know, and let's just normalize that for a second. Like not everybody is going to get you. I cannot tell you how many people I come in contact with and I am just too much for those people. And that is okay. Like that is okay. Like we, we do get, I think into this, um, this like freaking spin cycle of like trying to please everyone and trying to curtail yourself, whether you're opening up or going inside or whatever it is, Uh just to like fit in with the group. But the thing is, is that once you let your freak flag fly (laughs) and people start to see you and really hear you, then you actually attract the people who are in alignment with you. Right. So I fully, fully, wholeheartedly believe that that happens when me, you know, something like, like our friendship is generated from from a place of that, right? Of a place of like really gen, you know, genuine openness and like vulnerability. And just being like, hey, (laughs) dis me. (laughs) Yes.
1: For sure. For
0: sure. Um okay. So here's what happened. Now you have the um now you have the, you're, you're you're up to speed on the fact that, you know, Sam has done some work over the years, which has allowed her to open up and find her tribe, therefore, and Latoya is a major, major part of that. Um, and we have been, like, co-regulating, really. Like, we have been um, not as often even as we would like, right? But, and we're going to change that. Um, but we have been there for each other over the past, like, couple, whatever it is, past year or something that we have been, you know, connecting more. And the other day, I had a really hard day the other day. Like, I had a fucking hard day the other day. And it's interesting to me because I'm really lucky in that I actually do have, I have, like, a good group of, like, six or more even, like, core friends that I have known for a long time or shorter periods of time that have evolved with me, right? Like that I haven't um you know like I haven't scared into the trees with my <laughs> with my like yeah. you know uh mental uh, my mental health journey, my own personal stories, my openness, my you know all of this. Um so I'm real I I'm just, you know, again making sure that like I Express gratitude for that because, like, I realized that not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. So, in that moment that I was having the other day, I texted two people, and Latoya was one of them. Because what happens is when we're having a tough time, not only are we able to co regulate and not only are we able to, like, kind of talk each other off a ledge and help each other see, like, reality, like, come back to the truth of things, right? Yes. But we are both kind of geeking out over new science in mental and emotional wellness these days collectively. Mm-hmm. So I've talked online plenty about how I'm going down the trauma rabbit hole, which is basically a really weird way of saying that like my eyes are open, right? My eyes are open to a background and understanding as to why we experience things the way that we do and why things can be so hard especially change especially when we're trying to um shift things in our lives and it just gets really sticky and muddy and and rigid sometimes Mm -hmm. so tell me i before we dive into exactly what we were talking about i want to hear from you like why and how because everybody has like a background to why the hell like this is even a thing that you're getting into like the wellness and emotional space um by the way i forgot to say something congratulations latoya is officially a certified yoga instructor
1: yeah
0: forgot to say that at the beginning and like
1: wow it's very exciting
0: yeah it's really really exciting and i'm excited for you but this was a part of it for you as well right like yeah. one of these things where it's like okay i i see the i see the value in yoga as a modality and now it's like going to be you know it's just amazing how it shifts everything and now it's a major part will be i'm sure a major part of your life and your offering oh yeah um but so yeah like even what led you to that and or what led you into this sort of beginning stages that you're in of exploring, um, trauma and the effect that, that it has on people and just like mental wellness as a whole and your interest in this?
1: I guess it, you know, it has to start with my family. You know, I have a lot of, you know, people that are close to me that, you know, we're just going through all these things, you know, and, and even myself, like I was just having like a self crisis of like, what am I doing? Like every time I'm at a job, I love it for five minutes and then I'm like, I gotta drop this like a bad habit. This is terrible. And it's like watching, I sort of like was trying to figure out how I can just be happier. Mm. And, and 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 that sounds like so like, oh, be happier. Like, But it's like really important and it's a really big deal and it's really not that easy to just be happy every day. Or at least strive to, you know, not everybody's going to have like the best day ever, but at least, you know, in working to do that. And so I started to to reach out and search for all these different modalities, like figuring out ways that I would be able to regulate myself, um, you know, because you start to tell yourself lies, like you start to tell yourself stories and it prevents you from moving forward in anything that you want to do. And so, yeah, I started doing all this trauma work and reading and, you know, and then somehow found out that you were doing it and sort of reached out to you. And then that's how the yoga part came in. That's all on you. So <laughs> that is you. My bad. <laughs> so no. Thank you for that. Um, You know, and just being, and, and, you know, So the reality is, is like, in my mind, I really want to be able to like create a space because it's not just the trauma work, you know, the, the talking, the therapy, you know, the meditation, it's also about movement of your body. It's so important. Like it it, sounds so like silly, but like when I'm like really stressed out, I like do this thing where I like move my whole like this part like you know where you like massaging your organs and i swear it releases something and i and and in doing that it's like that is such a simple thing so like all the 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 mental health and the trauma work yeah it's it's it is hard and it's a lot of work but there's also like a little piece there are little pieces of it that are really not hard and they're really easy and and you can do them every day and those will help as you move forward into the harder stuff you know what i mean Mm. like just even all of that it's so like interesting to me and and it's like how you really have a lot of power over your own body and your own you just have to you just have to clear out space which is what we talked about clear out that space and be present and and you'll be able to sort of see it that way.
0: Yeah. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say, you know, we have, like you said, we have a lot more control over how we feel day to day, moment to moment than we have been led to believe, I think, in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we tell ourselves, <clears throat> you know, this is just this is just life, you know we were, we've absorbed all of these like random statements over time, right. Of just like, life is hard, deal with it. Or like, you know, or even the fact that like the harder life is like the more like badge of honor you get or something like that. Like almost like it's rewarded in some way to struggle, but like it doesn't have to be that way. We have so much control over it and the body is again, like this is, it's, it's, it's interesting, a little irritating to me sometimes, but interesting that this is becoming, the awareness is now starting to become elevated on the importance of the body, right? Because we're also kind of, I mean, you have to, you know, be honest about it. We kind of, I think we're painted this picture as far as like growing up, you believe that all your, you know, your thoughts run the show, right? Mm-hmm. And the that in even the like, not even really differentiating between a, t- a thought and an emotion, and even in even the emotions, you know, like I feel like there's always I don't know about you, but like I've always known, and it wasn't just from the Disney movies. <laughs> like I've always known that our emotions generate from the heart space, right? Yes, And I don't think, you know, that there's something to be said about that too. Like when me, when people like me and you like connect on that level, there's like a knowing that like you have an inner knowing that you're very connected to. So do I. And therefore we can communicate on a level that is a little different than like a sort of a superficial acquaintance level type of communication. So I said wait a little bit there, but when it comes to, you know, the body, it's like, yeah, we're taught that like is all this stuff just going on in the brain all the time that the br- brain is like just the control center. It like, you know, and it's like the epitome of anything that it comes to w- mental health. And now there's all of this new science around not only the communication between your gut and your brain, but also your heart and your brain. And so we're expanding just from that science, but then of course, further and further into exploring, especially in the yoga space, right? Exploring your fascia and like the intelligence of your fascia. For me, that's where, that was like the trajectory of like my, um, sort of geeking out process over this mm-hmm. was like, Ooh, okay. Um, First like yoga, right? Okay, fine. Now we're talking about energy centers. So now we're in the body right away because as much as there are going to be people listening to this who hear the word chakra and it's like, Oh no, that's yeah. woo. I'm leaving. <laughs> like I'm leaving. Right. 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 Yeah. But yes. there is a literally a reason why we call this the subtle body and it's not It ain't fake. It's very, very real. And it's a part of your nervous system. So you have that connection. Then expanding again, another thing that's super real. Fascia is a real thing. It's actually intelligent tissue, intelligent um, connective tissue, which again, I just become a geek over like immediately like, holy shit. So when we talk about trauma being held in the body, sometimes I think, um, in many cases we are talking about, um, in that space, that fascia that basically is literally everywhere. And then you take it deeper when you actually, okay, like sort of set, we, we go that route and then we come back to like, actually all of our systems in the body, the nervous system being one of them, your, um, circulatory system, like I said, the gut, all of these things. Oh, hello. All of a sudden we're back in, you know, quote, the real body. (laughs) Like our actual parts are more intelligent is my point, right? Way more intelligent than we think. One of the coolest things that I'm geeking over, geeking out over lately is the fact that for example, and this is, this goes right back to what you were saying about moving your center, right? Um, you know, not only your, um, how do I say this? Not only your center, but your, um, sacral region, like your lower belly, your lower abdomen, your seat, your root this whole space, right. Mm-hmm. Um, is this super sensitive area that when you think about it is the basis of our center of gravity. Right. Like your core is like your are like if you have a super str- like weak core, like you really don't have a, a very stable center of gravity and balance, which means that it is it, it's connected to safety. And this is how I'm like geeking out lately over the fact that that area and your psoas, the muscle in the front of your hips, which is why the yoga teachers are always talking about releasing your hip tension and everything. So in that region is a center of gravity. It is a sense of safety that we either have or don't have, or depending on the spectrum you're on. Right. Mm -hmm. And it comes right back to your ability to regulate um, emotionally and mentally and also how, um, you know, like the response of your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So anyway, again, I digress, but the point is it is, makes complete sense that like you know i talk about the inner knowing that you probably like have always had on some level like now i don't know how long you've been doing that right with your body of just like let me just move around my center i always talk about in my classes about how when we're kids we get into like all these weird shapes and your parents are like stop doing that you're gonna you look weird <laughs> we're gonna get yeah. stuck that way or some <laughs> shit and it's like mm, the body is pretty freaking intelligent there is a reason why your body intuitively wants to move in a certain way, and it is to create balance or a release, which, again, is a perfect way to get back in to what we were just saying before about what we were talking about, right? But I'm going to give you a chance to respond to that first before we talk I about know, our conversation.
1: We are saying exactly what I'm saying because this is what <laughs> Just say what each other is supposed
0: well, to. Well, yeah. So I guess that's the down that's the downside of having this conversation yeah. <laughs> on the show is that only one of us needs to speak. Yeah,
1: I'll just do this, mm-hmm. we'll <laughs> and then you do it.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, and this is and, and this is the importance of uh, finding your tribe, ladies and gentlemen. So um so yeah i mean and going straight into that concept right so i was having a day man i was having a moment now like you know i know if anybody's listening and thinking to themselves what do you mean sam's having a moment she's you know the self-care fucking queen over there and she's got her shit under control well you would be wrong (laughs) because we all have it doesn't matter you know like we we um this is how i always put it right i feel like if you have a self-care practice which admittedly I haven't been wonderful with lately Um, and I, you know, it happens. Um, But if you have like sort of a toolbox for that, I think it's easier to, to get into even a space of like, Oh, like of awareness where it's like, Oh, I need to like rely on some, I need to balance and self-regulate right now based on what's going on. And the further, further away you get from even having anything that looks like a a self-care practice. And really being connected to yourself, the harder and harder it is to have that awareness at all. So, I, that's why I also call myself like misawareness all the time, because it's just like, well, I have that at least. <laughs> I can't guarantee about anything else, but I'm pretty fucking aware of my situation. Which I think um, that's like the first, like,
1: awareness is the first part.
0: Yeah,
1: I have it too. And guess what? I can be aware of it all day long but it's what I choose to do with with the awareness next is what's going to allow me. And this is exactly like what happened on the phone. It was like, you were telling me everything that I know that you know, but you just couldn't get out of the awareness. You were You were just stuck in
0: it. Basically. So the overwhelm is yeah. what we were talking about that. And, you know, that gets you stuck. Right. And like, and we were also saying a bunch, like, I know too much. Like I kept saying it, I know too much because (laughs) there's, and this is not to like pat myself on the back or like even, even like qualify myself in any way (laughs) at all. But it's just a matter of, like you say, I know too much means like the level of awareness is there. And um, and so being able to not only being aware that I have hit that space of overwhelm and I'm, and I'm feeling that actual visceral um, response in my body of stuckness, as you just said, or like a frozen type of feeling, um, the awareness is there. So, also the awareness of what do I do about it? Like, okay, obviously the next step would be what do you do about it? But it is a perfect example of how that doesn't always translate to really being able to take action at all because the response that I'm literally in is stuck, Mm
2: -hmm. frozen,
0: like frozen, freeze trauma response. Mm -hmm. Do not know what to do next, even though my higher self would probably. Have all the answers in that moment. I am here and like I can see, but I can't move. If that makes sense, right?
1: I feel like what you're saying, your higher self was what made you reach out to someone. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so you, you may not have like down here, unregulated, regular self, you were here, but all that work and higher self said, okay, in the back here, you need to reach out to your person whoever it is or your people and and that sort of i feel like that's how we ended that whole conversation was about the fact that like you know you're doing all of this trauma work which allows you to be aware of it but it doesn't allow you to share it like to sort of release a little bit you know so we i think we were saying like there was like two parts of this it's like one is um the like the the space like the the creating the space for yourself okay so like i have this space to be present or whatever it is and i think i said too like creating your you know creating your own space is is not like sitting on a meditative you know on a pillow and meditating that that if that is yours that is yours but a space to pull you out of something you're so in. So all of that trauma work, all of the learning you're doing, you need to step out of it. Take a walk. That's your Mm. space. Play a video game. That's your space. Watch an episode of Friends if that's your space. Like whatever it is to pull you from there so that you don't get overwhelmed. And then that second part is, yeah, having that space with someone that you trust and you said it to me or like I have to call you because you and I are on that same level of like if I call someone and don't and basically I don't want to say unload but if I say all of this stuff to them they're gonna look at me like what? So you have to find um like a tribe or or a circle of people that are are sort of on that same level with you so that when you are quote unquote, unloading or just sort of just trying to release what's stuck here. You can do it and feel safe and not feel judged and not, you know, not overthink what you're trying to say, because you just have to get it out. You just have to release it. And then you can start, then you can come, come back, recenter yourself and then start again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or figure out what you need to let go of.
0: Right. Exactly. What are the next steps? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Whatever that might look like. Completely, and what I was thinking while you were saying that, um, so yeah, the unloading, which was complete. I mean, I have no problem with that, <laughs> with that phrase. I really don't, because it's like, you know, yeah, I gotta back up the fucking truck, er, 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 like I gotta back up the trunk, <laughs> and just like, zoop, let it out. Um, and the and you know, admittedly, there are, I don't want to say. There are probably more constructive ways of doing it and so on and so forth. I mean, hey, if you have someone who can hold that space for you, that is not only something to be grateful for 100 percent, but it is it is there for you and it is okay to do so. Um, I think so many people struggle with probably two things as far as like, actually discerning, like, who those people in their life are that are safe, that can hold a space for them, so they either think that they are a burden if they unload in that way, right, so you won't even let it out on anyone, because you have somewhere, you know, somewhere, somehow, someone taught you that you are a burden, that your emotional, you know, your crazy bitch self or whatever, right, right? But your emotional self is a burden that was taught to you in some way. Um, So you refrain from sharing. From from sharing because of that, or you refrain from sharing because of a fear of just simply being vulnerable. And even though they sound I think, you know, they sound like two similar things. I actually think that they're two separate things like you can. Can. You know, it's almost like level A and level B. Like you, you, if you can get over the the fact that you might be taking up someone's time or like, you know, dumping onto someone's plate or something like that, um, then you got to next deal with how comfortable are you with being vulnerable and actually opening up about what is going on. Uh, A lot of people also just like can't find the words even because why because we just don't have the practice doing it We just don't do it. So like you don't have the practice So a lot of times a release it by you know can look like so many things for a lot of times for me It looks like journaling Hey everyone, first of all, I want to thank you for showing up for this episode of self-care is my job Um, you're um, following and your listening of the show is incredibly important to me so thank you again and here's the other thing I am ready to start talking about something that has been a complete game changer in my life so here it is recently I became a partner with a company called Amare and they also call themselves the mental wellness company so you can imagine why it's important for me to have a connection with this company considering I am all about mental wellness um, and self-care. So part of my self-care routine has included for about six months now, a product that they offer called the Fundamentals Pack. So this is a probiotic regimen. It consists of three different probiotic blends, one that helps the health of your brain, one that helps the health and balance of your gut, And one that actually focuses on the vagus nerve. So if you have never heard of that before, it's the nerve that runs from your gut all the way up to your brain. And it really does make that connection between the gut and the brain and helps with your mental wellness by way of actually focusing on gut health. Did you know that... The majority of the dopamine and serotonin that is generated in your body is actually generated in the gut. So, when we think about mental health, we focus so much on the brain and mindset work and very much about how the health of your body might actually affect your mental wellness. So, balancing the gut is really crucial as being a part of that if it's something that you're working towards. So, I'm going to include a link to the site, the Amare site, where you could view these products. Um, in the description of this episode and I really encourage you to reach out to me if you feel like you want more information or if you want to chat about it and the benefit the benefits that it has had in my life which include but are not limited to obviously an improvement not only in my mental health my ability to stay calm and grounded my focus the next things that I started to notice as I stayed on this regimen for a while my hair skin and nails um, started to improve my environmental allergies reduced by about 70% this summer, which was crazy. There are so many other things that um, I could go on about. But again, if you feel like you have questions, you want to learn more, please go to the site that I'm going to provide in the description, or you can email me at selfcarewithsam@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Okay? So we'll talk soon. Thank you again for listening. And again, take care of yourself. I mean that was a practice that held me for a really really long time and now I find that my journaling ends up turning into like a brainstorm session all of it like it very quickly derails and suddenly I'm brainstorming like a course or something about what I'm actively integrating so then but, I get very frustrated <laughs> but look at
1: it this way it's also a really great thing because yeah you know you're you're that is the whole of what you're doing is to be able to help people at the end of the day that's what you're trying you're trying to help people period and I I don't think you're the only person working in this space that goes through that exact uh sort of thing where isn't that like what journaling is about though it's sometimes you just write you don't even know what you're writing and then you go back and read it and you're like
0: oh like oh interesting
1: all right I didn't realize I was actually feeling that way or, wow, that looks like a great idea. I probably think I can bring that into my everyday life or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a good thing, you know, even though it makes you frustrated sometimes. I'm, yeah. I, I feel like it's something that's that can be used for good, for sure.
0: I mean, yeah, no, I'm in no way pooping, poo-pooing journaling. It is, for me, it's always been an extremely therapeutic practice, whether it's that or like trying to creatively express myself in some way, sometimes there's a song or a chant that needs to, you know, piece together, you know, over the course of a day of just, like, jotting, like, random things down. And then there's, like, that kind of beautiful, like, tangible out, like, making something beautiful out of something that's a mess, you know, that's really, really therapeutic. But, you know, scraping past all of that what most of us have been taught is the way to release is to vent. And so venting is great. And it, there's it's there's a place, I think there's a place for that. We just have to be really careful about, and this is like for anyone listening who like doesn't quite have what we have, right? Like doesn't feel like they have like a connection or a community where they can really safely do that unloading and release and not feel like they're a burden and feel like they belong right and there's that other piece of it too of like you know like we said before of not having the other side the of the conversation look at you like are you an alien like where where did this come from right um but yeah so we just have to be careful. like it's a good it's a good way to kind of discern i think Who are the people that are going to really be in alignment for you and helpful um, from on a deeper level for you versus the people who are really just there to bitch and complain with you, to be quite frank. Right. And a lot of us get wound up in the space of like, okay, here's my group of friends. And yeah, I have my group of friends to vent with and stuff like that. But are you venting on like a, again time and a place for everything but are you venting on like a kind of superficial level is it almost like a trauma bond or a like a bonding over like very cheap energy like you know that bitching and, bitching and complaining and energy i have been there <laughs> i find i catch myself going there still to this day oh sam
1: but you know what i noticed too now that in this space is now so i think on the other end of it whether you're a coach or not or whatever, or you're starting to be a coach. Sometimes when people are venting, so you also have to know, again, that space, know who these people are. So if they're venting, I'm immediately like trying to change their psyche. And it's like, whoa, they're not ready yet for that. Mm-hmm. Have to like, I almost have to stop myself and be like, oh, I can hear, let me let them vent and then you sort of have to very delicately sort of say some of the things that you know should maybe be said, but some people get, over it's the same thing when you're vent, not venting, but when you're really having an issue, when you're talking to them about it and they're like, you looking at you like you got three heads on the other end of that, when they're venting to you and you're explaining to them, they look at you the exact same way. So it's right. like, Okay so you could you know you know, it's not to say like don't ever be a friend to those people you have to listen but you also have to know like okay that might be too much for them at, at that moment you know mm-hmm. what I mean? so it's like that's why like when you have someone like we have each other you know i can say whatever i want you can say whatever you want and it's sort of like okay you're going to be all right we're going to i know
0: whatever yeah i know what what has always helped me in that space. And I don't think that, and this is, this is talking about from the other side, right? Um, like you telling me what to do about the situation I'm, I'm unloading about, right? Um, cause we can both look at both sides. Um, I think it's always helped me that I have an ability to understand people's intentions. And I think that some people get lost They, they, you know, if you are in a space of like the blame game a little bit and you are in a space of being a little bit defensive, which again comes from, you know, it's not like to point fingers or to categorize people because I hate doing that. You know, there's all there's a root cause of everything. But, um, you know, if you're in that space and it could be hard for you to understand that what this person is coming at you with is Mm well-intentioned right and i've always been able to see that and then from the other side of things if you're someone and this is just like you know for anybody who's like just popping in like what are we talking about like this is this is like communication 101 type of conversation that we're having right now in a way because things get lost in friggin translation real easily Mm -hmm. i mean real easy like (laughs) Um, but yeah, from the other side of things, what I, um, what I have been, what I've learned from a lot of my mentors over the years is kind of like that waiting for, waiting for the invitation. Right. Right. And instead, you know, and I had to work on this too. I had to work on my listening because, you know, I like to talk. I had to <laughs> I had to work on my listening. I can I I'm very very deliberate at this point in life about waiting for the invitation to offer my response and whether or not that person is really inviting you to give them the the real deal or whether they're looking for that trauma bond. A lot of in a lot of cases that person is just looking for someone to um not every time, but many, many people are really just looking for someone to, um, validate their experience, which sure. is also fine. Like, actually, I feel like that's, that's a start probably on any yeah. level, I but don't say- do it unless you really feel that way. And the only reason I say that is because i on the one hand of being sort of delicate with the, with the, in the situation and waiting for your invitation and all of that. On the other hand, what I've come to learn is that no one will ever change unless they're pushed. And I know that that doesn't sound like very trauma informed, but I don't mean like a hard push. Mm -hmm. I just mean like the kind of push where it's like, okay, well, I don't really appreciate like, this is not the type of communication and this is not the type of relationship like that. I want us to have, so like I'm setting my boundary. Like I don't want to like have these um, trauma bonding conversations with you. I would like to, I would prefer my friendships be more deep and um and you know like more just just more to them than uh-huh. just having the, these venting sessions, right? So when you, for example, right when you set a boundary with somebody like like that, I'm, I'm I don't really want to have this conversation over and over again, like that type of thing. You it's just an example of you very gently pushing them by setting your boundary, pushing them back a little bit towards into themselves so that they have they eventually over time might have the opportunity to take a look at what's going on for them. Especially because, like you said, you can't change anybody. You can't get in there and just be like, eh, you good now. <laughs> no. Even though sometimes it feels like
1: it. You're like, yeah. it's like, no, you no, no.
0: Yeah, patience. Yeah, it is. It is about patience. It's hard, but so that being said, yeah, we've been able to develop like this very open, honest, vulnerable path of communication between us. And one thing that came up, you know, I, like I, I like I said, as Latoya was talking me off a ledge like she was basically what she was doing was she was bringing me back home right because you get to a point where like you said the only thing that I can do like it's a freeze response there's like a paralysis that happens in a way and you can't and if you're listening to this you know and you feel like you've ever experienced something maybe it doesn't feel maybe it doesn't feel quite this way in your body only because many of us aren't that connected to the body unless we really do the work to get there. Um, So you might not feel it viscerally, but when I say freeze, I'm talking about where you, where you are like in that situation where you're like, the anxiety is so, so thick that you don't know what the next thing to do is. And so really that's the simple, it makes sense, right? Like all I have the energy or mental capacity to do right now is to make a phone call or to send a text message. Yeah. And then ideally I have a friend who just picks up the phone, like Latoya, like this bitch needs to talk.
1: (laughs) This Um, is a very long text. And I remember I told you too, I, I had got up that morning and I was like getting ready or whatever and you popped into my head. And I said, I have to call her because we have not connected in a little bit. And I'm not even joking. A half hour later, you texted me. Mm
0: And that's another part of it, right? Is having, like, just coming back to um, the importance of, like, having a circle and having people that you can depend on and that you can really, really be your true, authentic self with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just, like, emphasizing that because. I think uh, my hope is that many of us have friends who we feel, you know, that we can be real with. Right. But I, I guess I would in a way invite anybody who's listening to this to pay closer attention perhaps to who those people are that you can truly be fully vulnerable and authentic with, without them again, looking at you like you're an alien <laughs> um, and start even just like I've, I always say this, right? Like coming back to just sort of like what we're trying to attract, right? It's like just the act of starting to discern in that area will start to like naturally weed out your circle, right? Like, okay, like just the simple idea of differentiating, like, okay, I can be that kind of real with pretty much only like this person and this person. Now you're spending ideally more time doing that with those people. And so therefore that tribe or that circle or that space that you're trying to create for yourself is going to amplify because that's where your energy is. That's where your focus is. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel genuinely like that happens to me continually. Like the more clear I get, the more discernment I use, the more clear I get on what I want and don't want. Mm -hmm. will allow me to send my energy and focus to what I do want. And then that more of that appears. It's like continuous, you know, I, I ain't, I ain't going into some secret shit over here (laughs) as me and my husband were carrying on the other day of the, I just, I don't think the secret aged very well. I don't think it, I don't think it aged very well. (laughs) (laughs) Me coming from the company that published it. And being like, I remember when that came out and everybody was like, okay, so it's just my thoughts. Again, you know, full circle, right? It's just my thoughts. It's like, no, we got to get into the body. Um, But but yeah, just coming back to that idea of like you, uh, that we said in the beginning, by way of that, you have, again, you have control over like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point you know, I, I, uh, this, this show is about self-care and a lot of times self-care is thought of as a thing that you do. And then it's overwhelming because it's like, here's another thing I have to do. Yeah. Right. But there's also like this whole other space of just kind of like, again, like accumulating and connecting to that awareness of what, you know, like what I want and what I don't want. And just subtly, it's like subtle self-care Right. Of just like starting to discern, like, who am I going to call <laughs> in well, those
1: self-care. moments? Self-care is the, the, the care you have for yourself to allow people to come in to your life, to allow, I mean, the, the the bottom line is you're at the end of the day, you're just trying to be your true authentic self because that's the only way other people around you can feel like they can be their true authentic self. I mean, ever since I have made shifts in that way, my household has changed dramatically and it's, I'm not even doing anything like, you know, crazy bananas or whatever, but I mean, the subtle changes I've made, the moving my body, you know, that, you know, nobody, it's like working out. It's like, ugh. But then when you do it, it feels so good. So you're setting this example. So your kids see it, you know, your spouse sees it. And then they want to say, hey, mom seems like she's in such a great mood. Maybe we should do something like that. You know what I mean? But again, it's, it's, it goes, I digress. <laughs> it goes back to, again, the, the care for yourself is allowing people in and you letting yourself be vulnerable, but only for the people that, you know, make you feel safe. And that is
0: way to think. That's another good. First of all, I don't think anybody in any of these conversations I've had on this show has ever put it quite so simply and perfectly of like self-care is the care you have for yourself. So I want to thank you for that cuz it's again, it does get very jumbled up in like now it's part of the to-do list, right? Right. Like So it's like more the- like what you do as a result of the care you have for yourself. Right. Yeah. So thank you for that. But then yes, the, the idea that all we can do is like set the example Mm -hmm. and hope that that kind of like energetically shifts for other people. Um, and even as coaches, right. Because we're both in, you know, early stages of coaching of our, of our coaching offering. And it's like, you know, again, like we are guides, we are coaching, like we are guides. There isn't any little like trick there is to getting in someone's body or mind or spirit and flipping a switch on or off. Like it has to be done on their own. So, and that's what I think is so cool about like even having this show, right. is just like little seeds that can be planted in the back of someone's head. And then it just kind of like roots when it's ready. You know, and it's like these very subtle shifts we get really lost to in like wanting things yesterday, and there's just this instant gratification that we're like attached to, right? So you have that type of a shift that you can create for the people that you love, like you said, and the people who um, who are in alignment with you and are like on the journey with you, like we are, right? Um, And then there's also the piece of Absolutely. Like when you start to prioritize yourself and speak your truth and start to set boundaries and start to feel worthy of having that care for yourself, not only will you maybe influence other people, but you give other people permission is what you said. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that is Probably for me, like 80% of what I do and want to be doing Uh is just giving specifically other women permission to step outside of what we're told we're supposed to look and feel like every day and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives every day Uh and just be an example of that it's okay to deviate from that. Um, And really, I mean, that expands, right? That expands to basically like everyone, even men too, right? Like it's okay. Like you can cry, you can cry, you can be vulnerable. You can have feminine attributes, women. You can let down the masculine feminine attributes that you've had to acquire to not to feel accepted in this world. (laughs) Like you can come back to your feminine attributes. You can, I don't want to say demand, but you can start setting boundaries about what you are and aren't willing to do on your day to day. Like there are things that we don't even realize that we are just like shoved in these boxes and we're on this conveyor belt.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And so God forbid what happens when you jump off the conveyor belt. Like, you know, like whatever. Know. But um but it is it's if you see, I mean you can even think about it just like that. Like you saw somebody jump off the belt and they were fine.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: were more than fine actually. They, they were they were free yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now you say oh, okay like i can i guess i can do that too and we don't want to get into the um we don't want to get into the mode of of comparing ourselves to people or or you know doing it because someone else do, did it but it's always good to have proof that like it's not the end of the world if we if we start to shift things around in fact quite quite the opposite yeah well, isn't that the whole
1: point of, of coaching is like you you're you've you've gone through it yourself and now you're sharing it and, and look we're you're, look you're alive you're okay you look good you're doing it i could see it on your face you look happy you you, you know so yeah you could do it it yeah. doesn't you don't have to follow the rules of what you're told from when you're a child because your parents didn't know and that's That is the beauty of this whole space that we're in, and it's it amazes me every day when I read something from another coach or when I talk to someone who's sort of on that path of like deciding to to take the leap to make the shift, even if it's a tiny one, and I you just you can see the change almost immediately, like the energy around them changes. And it's like, it's just, it's really, it's like, I don't know how anybody wouldn't want to work in this space. I, I don't know.
0: It's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say, one of the, one of my like newer perspectives on it is that just like, you know, how I'm always talking about co-regulation, right? Like beyond co-regulation, which is what we're literally talking about in this conversation of like having a community of people that are there for you to bounce your ideas around on, but also to help you um, get clear. Right. And then I think even further beyond that is the co-creation that happens, which is also happening on our end. And, but so in other words, co-creation, right? Like it's a partnership. So even my newer perspective on it is that my so, okay, so if I am completely like filled up by what I do, which I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, God forbid I have a career choice that I actually enjoy and that fills my cup as I'm filling my client's cup. Yeah. Right. Like, what a concept. <laughs> Why, you know, like it doesn't have to be a struggle. In fact, if you're doing your purpose work, ideally it is not, especially, or or like if you're an artist, right. And you get to be, you get, you know, which there's so much, so many ways you can go about that. But that's my newer perspective is that client coaching, client relationship is also a co-creation. You are ideally I'm filling your cup. Ideally I am guiding you in ways that you, potentially couldn't get from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I am setting an example of vulnerability and holding space, which is again, not something that just poof comes is, is, is everywhere you look. Right. Mm -hmm. So providing all of these things. Um, and at the same time, you as the client are helping me create the life I want. By agreeing to work with me, by having um, an energetic and financial exchange with me. Mm-hmm. So like we don't have to like be icky about the fact that like this is a business. Although I, you know, 100% every day, all day, I lead with my purpose and the business. Uh, this comes from another coach that I had on the show that I fucking love. Her name is Turbo Rainbow or that's her, you know, it's her thing. Um you know, she says she leads with her purpose and her and her business is the cape. And mm. I always loved that because yeah. it's, it's there and it it's it gives you power. Right. But it is not the entire, you know, the entire package. But again, it's there and it doesn't have to be icky when we make it when when, when there is a business associated with it, because that business is allowing me to create the vision of a life that I want. Mm-hmm. So. And I am deserving of as well. So this is a co-creation that doesn't have to feel any kind of way. It's perfect. If you ask me, <laughs> it's just perfect.
1: I love it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: But like you said, like who wouldn't want to do this? So rewarding.
1: Yeah. It just, it, 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 like you said, it, it fills, it fills the cup, you know, for sure.
0: Um, but then there is also the aspect of like we said in the beginning of this conversation, right? The fact that we both came to the space that we're in because of our experiences,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, similarly experiences watching our family members struggle mm-hmm. with their mental health, with addiction, with, you know, go down the list, right? Friends, family, suffering mm-hmm. and, um, and ourselves at periods of lives. Yeah. Of lives that makes no sense periods of our lives we have word of um okay. <laughs> but that being said you yeah like there's a reason that you come to this space because you're a cycle breaker because you don't you you you're like putting your foot down like I you know it is a little bit as much as it's a little bit of tough love it's like listen if you're not a part of the solution a little bit you're a part of the problem because we we got to start talking about this shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And even like so actually and that's a good like kind of just like closing sentence. Right. Like just think about being for the people who are listening. Right. Like just think about opening up to a level of vulnerability and therefore finding the people who can be on the receiving end of that and just starting that discerning process. Because we're not over here trying to tell you, you should go be a coach to change the world. No. There, are, first of all, are a lot of different my, kinds of people who who change the world who every single day. But, um, but you, I really, you know, that, that's a more subtle way. I think that that's like just just figuring out how and in in, in what way you can be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. That's what shifts things really, because then you can feel a little bit more comfortable talking about the things that you have strong values around. Right. And that in itself, that's like, that has influence that has pull that has, that makes a difference. Doesn't have to be like, Oh, I'm now an activist and I'm going to go run for office and so on and so forth. Just be you and start talking about the things that mean something to you. And if they look at you like you're an alien, then we understand that yes. situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. And once you start to, I feel like once you start to really be be your authentic self, like live in that space, then if you want to do bigger things, you can and you'll and they'll I feel like it it, com- it comes a little bit easier. If you just start with who you are being yourself and being open to allowing things to come in it's just it's and after that if, you know you're always going to hit the speed bumps because trauma has a real fun way of coming back at you just trying to test you and making sure you're are you sure you want to do this remember what happened last time well that's okay that that happened last time it's not it's it's i'm not going to let it happen again we're going to keep moving forward so it's so easy just start at Be in who you are, whatever that might look like. And that can change too, by the way. Whatever it is now, it it can change because things are ever changing. So you you don't have to be stuck on, okay, this is who I am now. I mean, I think about how many times I've changed careers and how many times I've changed the way I wanted to be in this space because I'm ever evolving as I'm as I'm finding out more things, as I'm peeling back the layers. It's like, okay, hmm I, I can do this, but I think I'm, I should do it this way now. Like, it's just all part of it. Everything is evolving. So just start here and then see where it goes from there.
0: Mm. So important. one step at a time, mm-hmm. as they say, as they say in AA, which we can all learn a thing or two from AA, that's for damn sure. I'm sure. Um. But the, I think that that was like a perfect, like, you know, end note, that was a perfect, like, you know, bring it on home of, yeah, like, we're going to come up against the trauma again and again. And it, while it doesn't sound like the most appetizing path, the fruits at the end of this mm-hmm. work are so delicious. It's
1: <laughs> worth it, yeah.
0: Because it's so worth it to actually dig deeper Mm -hmm. And allow like the the full arc of this experience to play out, because we what we do is we we cut ourselves off at the bit, and then we distract ourselves with their with something else. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I think that yeah, and that is the way to actually persevere as as you basically what you just said, right? Like you persevere anyway, because that voice comes in and it says, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Right you persevere. And that is the way that we stay connected to the truest self, Mm -hmm. right? That first instinct, the instinct that actually draws you towards something. Yeah. Listen to that voice. Mm -hmm. Shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. This is it. I love you so much, my dear.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And maybe we'll do it again. And I'm just gonna throw out there to anybody who's listening. Um, we talked a lot about community. Um we talked a lot about having a circle. and um, especially, you know, both of us, I know have a have a sweet spot for working with women, and we're both mothers. So obviously, we have we talk a lot about the struggles that there are associated with having that on our plate in addition to everything else. And I would just like to know if anybody has any feedback about around whether or not a community, an online community, um, and then maybe eventually an in-person meeting space for having these type of conversations would be useful, right? Because one of the things that we have been playing around with is that we need a village. We need that village back. We need support that is just there with open arms as opposed to whether or not you know, where, you know, whether or not we actually have genuine help or if there's someone judging us on the other end, especially as women and mothers. So I would love to know if anybody listening to this, um, feels like that would be useful because we're kicking around some ideas. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you again. Um, this has been real and I hope to see you soon. Yes. And um and yeah, so if anybody loved this episode, go in and like it on YouTube or share. We're going to have this uploaded to the podcast in a couple days and we'll see you all soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hopefully you will like, share and follow. And if you want to stay connected, find me on Instagram at the underscore aligned underscore heart. Or you can visit my website at alignedheart.net. Take care of yourself. Say it with me. Self-care is my job.